After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. He said, I have shown you to the disciples you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew for certain that I came from you. They believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world. I am praying for those you have given me because they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. Glory has come to me because of my disciples. I will not remain in the world any longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name. It is the name you gave me. Keep them safe so they can be one just as you and I are one. While I was with them, I guarded them. I kept them safe through the, through the name you gave me. None of them has been lost except the one who was headed for ruin. It happened so that scripture would come true. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world. I say them so that those you gave me can have the same joy that I have. I have given them your word. The world has hated them. That's because they are not part of the world any more than I am. I do not pray that you take them out of the world. I pray that you will keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to it. Use the truth to make them holy. Your word is truth. You sent me into the world. In the same way, I have sent them into the world. I make myself holy for them so that they too may be made holy by the truth. In John chapter 17, we see that Jesus is praying. And within this prayer, we can learn a lot about how we should also pray. Because if you look at the first few verses, verses 1 through 5 of John 17, Jesus prays for himself and kind of about himself. And that's important for us to do too, isn't it? Because we need to make sure that, that we ask God to help us and to give us the strength that we need in order to be faithful to him. Then Jesus turns his attention to his disciples and he prays for those people around him. This would be like us praying for our church and for the, the Christians that we come in contact with uh, you know, from, from time to time on a pretty regular basis. But then also what Jesus does after that is he prays for all future disciples. You know, interestingly enough, that, that actually means that Jesus is praying for you and, and me in this passage right here. And a disciple, that's just a word for those people who are going to be followers of him and this way of Jesus. So he prays first about himself, then he prays about those people around him, closest around him, that are also following Jesus and following this, this way that he is, is teaching them. But then he prays for all those others, kind of the, the, the church as a whole, the, the big church all over the world is what he's focused on. And that's a really good idea for us to think about. And, and really in, in this, you know, today, what I want us to focus on is that middle section where he prays for his disciples. And I want you to think about kind of what that means and the importance of, of the need for us to pray for one another and to help one another, specifically those people who are part of your church family, those people that you might look up to, those people who have helped you grow and become the person that you are today. Because there's a lot of them that sit in the pews around you every single Sunday. 
Jesus prays for his disciples, those who are closest to him. We need to make sure that we can also pray for those people who are close to us. And there's a few verses that I want us to kind of just focus a little bit more on and to make sure that we, we understand these things. And, and I want you to notice the importance that Jesus places on the word of God. We've got to be people who are learning things from God's word. When you look at verse 6, he talks about these disciples that were given to him, that were entrusted to him, that he is teaching. But then one of the things that he says about them is, he says that they have obeyed your word. I mean, that's what really kind of makes them a disciple is the fact that they are obeying the word of God. We need to make sure that we obey the word of God and that we can also pray for one another so that we can be strengthened to continue to obey this word of God. If you look on down now in verse eight, one of the things that he says is he says, I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They know uh, they knew for certain that I came from you. They believe that you sent me. So that first part especially, he talks about giving them the words that were given to him. Once again, he's talking about the word of God. You know, the way that God speaks to us today is, is through the Bible. And, and that's what we need to be people who will do, that we will open up our Bibles and that we will read these things that God has given to us, these words that he has given uh, through the mouth of Jesus, but also through uh, the mouth of the other uh, writers in the Bible that we read about. Because God spoke these things and he gave these things to us so that we can accept them, so that we can trust them, and so that we can learn from them. Some more things that he says in this, this prayer, though, are also very interesting. Like in verse 15, one of the things that he says here in verse 15, I think is so important, is he says, I do not pray that you take them out of the world. I pray that you will keep them safe from the evil one. Like, it's so important that we understand this, this part. You know, the world in which we live, it does have some bad things in it. But that doesn't mean that it is a bad world. This world is the world that God has created. And there's a lot of good that is still in it. That's why Jesus says, I don't pray that you take them out of the world. He doesn't want us as Christians to be taken out of the world. He wants us to be kept safe. That's what he is praying for. And maybe that needs to be also something that we can pray for one another. That maybe things of the world might kind of hold us down. We might be focused on some of the bad things or some of the negative things about the world around us. But we need to be praying that we will be kept safe from the evil one. Not that we just kind of can, can get all these things of the world just over with and done. That, that's not what Jesus wanted us to do. He wanted us to be people who are in the world, but then people who are kept safe from the evil one. That's what he desired for his own disciples. And that's a good thing for us to desire for one another and for us to pray for one another. That we will be kept safe and God is able to keep us safe from the evil one. Because he is so powerful, he is so mighty, he is so wonderful. And once again, in verse 17, Jesus, he turns his attention and he says, Use the truth to make them holy. Your word is truth. Once again, he's talking about this word of God. The word of God, it is truth. It is true. You can, you can have faith in that, full faith in knowing that God has given us these words and that we need to listen to them. We need to accept them. We need to follow them. And we need to pray for one another just like what Jesus was praying for his own disciples, that we will all be people who read the Bible, who follow the Bible, and who teach other people to do the same.
Welcome back to the Digging Deeper section. Now, and this week, what uh, the video is about is it's still on how to read the Bible. Okay, we're almost done with this series, but we still have just a couple more things to look at. And this one right here, it is how to read the New Testament letters. And this time it's from the literary context of it. Basically what that means is all of these letters that are written in the New Testament, uh, that were written to the different churches. You know, whenever you start in the book of Romans and you go uh, like all the way down through through many of these, they're written to uh, perhaps churches or maybe some individuals and things like that. But they were letters that were written and they had some type of a purpose. It's very important that we understand that they were they were designed to be written down and handed to somebody else and sometimes even like read aloud. In fact, a lot of times that's how the Bible was supposed to be communicated. It was something that was to be read aloud to one another. And I don't mean just kind of like a verse or two. Like many times the scripture readings that we have at church might only be, you know, like a couple of verses or something like that. But these types of letters were intended to be read like all at once. You know, could you imagine how much you would miss from a book if you just kind of decided to just read a few verses here and there? Or, you know, what about a movie? You know, what if you were, you know, think about like your favorite movie and then think about having to watch it in just like a minute or two clips at a time. It would take you forever to get through the whole movie. And then also by the time you got through the whole movie, would you really understand what the story was about? But oftentimes that's what we do with the Bible. We read just kind of a few verses here and there, or maybe like a chapter or two. And there's a lot that you can get from one chapter or two chapters. But whenever you look at each of these books as a whole, then it can really help us better understand what's being communicated in these letters, but then also what's being communicated throughout the entire story of the Bible. So this video is very, very important if we want to, to understand and and accurately apply these New Testament letters in our own lives and, and how we can uh, how they can have meaning for us today. This video is great. We need to recognize this is a, a literary work and we need to understand it within its literary uh, context. Then we will be able to better read the Bible.